Hello and welcome to episode 68 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers. Bye, writers. To keep you writing. I'm Marshall. I'm Nick. I'm Brent. And I'm Will. All right, gents, we are back again. And uh, it's time to talk editing again. So let's get right on to it. Uh, do we want to just start throwing questions at Brent? Is that what we're doing this time? Or do no. we have a different approach there? This, this is what we're doing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to control things I can control today. Okay. <laughs> oh God, this is why I don't have any friends. That's why I handed it over to you. That was my that was my handoff. That was my handoff, dude. Yes. <laughs> here's here's the mic. Okay. That's why I have no friends. Do you, do you um, to pick it up? No. Um, okay. You have so, us, buddy. You have us. Thanks, Brent. We are going to talk about self editing, and we are going to start off with how you self edit. And then we're going to ask you some questions, and then we're going to have just a big session about how we're going about edits and advice from each other, but really lean heavily into Brent since he is the professional editor. So, the pro, um, yeah, yeah, the, the pro star editor. Okay, Ugh, that feels so weird. I, mean, I still not okay. Self editing. Um, I know it feels it though. All right, so um, okay, so. Should I talk about this from like the standpoint of a novel or are we talking like short stories or I, just, I want just... you to cover the gambit of like, if it's different for short stories versus novels, like, you know, tell us everything, drop, drop your knowledge bombs, go. Okay. So for, um, I'll just start with novels. I think cause that's where a lot of our audience probably is. So with, um, with novels, my rule of thumb and this and this is hard for a lot of people, I know, but I do not do a single bit of editing until I am done. Like it has to be, I have to write the end. Then is when I think about editing. And my rationale for that is I'll give this metaphor. For me, it would be like trying to work on a sculpture without first having all of the clay to do it. Like I've the I view editing is like you finish the story, you have your big ass lump of clay or whatever, and then you can start massaging it, manipulating it, sculpting it into whatever you need it to be. But you gotta have the material first. So that that would be my f- first strongest bit of advice. Finish. Finish, then you can manipulate. So once I finish, um what I do is I give it time to cool off. I don't jump in right away to like start editing. So typically, unless I'm on some kind of deadline, if I finish a project, I'm giving it at least at the very least a month before I, and I don't think about it. I don't look at it. I don't touch it. Just give it a month, let it cool off. You want to, well, at least for me, I want to come back to it with the eyes of a reader as much as possible and not the eyes of an author. So I have to create some distance. So um, I try to aim for like two to three months though. So let's just say, I, you know, do the um, three months and I come back to it. And what I do next is I read it completely. I read it all the way through. And as I'm reading it, I take notes. I take notes on like, what stands out to me as like things that are working, things that aren't working, things I might want to think about, questions I have for myself as I'm like going through it. 
And it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm just taking notes. So I do that, go through the whole thing. And then um, after I look at the notes I have and I categorize them. Are they structural notes? Are they character notes? Are they plot notes? Like, are they world building notes? And I just break them out into each of those different categories. And so then I, I, I do macro to micro in the terms of editing. So I look at um, the structural notes and think about, okay, how do I solve these issues on a structural level? Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to fix um, a character note and then you go back to your structural notes and to fix the structural notes, that character needs to go away. So you just did all that work on fixing this character and then the structural notes kicks the character out entirely. So don't you don't want to you want to maximize your time in the best way possible. So I start with the structural notes because that's where the biggest seismic changes will happen. And then from there, I'll look at the um, then I'll look at plot. Now, I'm more of a plot person, so this may this order may not necessarily work for everybody. You may want to go to character first, but I prefer like I'm more plot driven. So I look at the plot. Um, are the details working? Or you know how do I fix them? So once I do that, then I look at the character character stuff, and then that's uh, those are the three big ones I look at when I'm doing my first round of trying to actual editing. So the thing is, is that um, you're going to have to do a couple of rounds of this before, at least I do. I do a couple of rounds of this where I'm like rereading it again after the changes I make before I even send it out to anybody to read, like to beta read. But um, yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that that's a very broad arcing overview of like how I start. So I want to ask you some questions before the boys do. Um, I want to ask you about structure. When you say structure versus plot, are you looking at structure through a three act structure? Are you looking at it through a four act structure? Are you looking at a seven point, a seven plot point structure? Like how do you actually look at structure? Every, you know what? I, I actually, Every project's different. So what I will do is after I'm done with the story, because when I'm drafting, I'm not as what well, again, every project's different. So it just depends on how much pre-work I did. But I think about it like, okay, maybe I started off with the three act structure. Would this be a little stronger with the four act? Or what would it look like with like the seven points? Or what would it look like with this other structure? So I do take the time time to think about like did i actually pick the right structure and while i also say structure too i think about did i pick the right pov for each of these scenes did i pick the right um is, is it does this work in first person maybe it'll be stronger in third person like does this does the can i blend these different um types of tenses like does it does it work like that so it's just kind of like Almost like exam being willing to sort of just examine, question your choices, question like, because I think when you're when you're writing your first draft, we lean into what feels comfortable, not necessarily what feels right or what is right for the story. So we lean to what's comfortable with us and what we what we're used to. 
So I think once you're in the editing process, you want to play around, question a little bit your choices and 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 also be <laughs> be willing to accept that like you you may have to do a lot more work than you want to to get the story right. Because you may cause struct especially in the structural phase, because it is a lot of work to realize like, ah shit, this story needed to be in first person when you wrote the whole thing in third person. So that's the phase of editing where you for me, I'm I, I I'm excited about it, but I could see why for some people that may be a phase where they feel a lot of despair because it's like I've done all this work and now you're telling me I gotta go back and, and make these huge changes to it. But yeah, so to answer your question, I, I consider all of those options when I'm very when I'm looking at these bigger um these bigger tent poles of the story. Awesome. And then um, plot. So what do you look at um, after you've looked at structure? What do you look at when you're looking at plot? Like what are some things that you're looking for? So I'm a huge stickler for plot holes. Like if I see, I'm like, I'm like looking for, I'm like, wait, did that actually make sense? Or like, why the hell? Like, all right. You know, sometimes I'll be like, well, why didn't they just did? I mean, did this conflict actually need to happen or could it have been resolved with a conversation? Like, does it make sense for this to have actually happened? And, you know, cause sometimes I think, especially in first drafts, which you should do. So don't, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying don't do this in first drafts, but we do the thing. We write the thing that's fun. or we write the thing that excites us. And that thing may not necessarily be logical to the story. And when I say logical, Maybe logical isn't the right word. Consistent. I'll say consistent because, I mean, dragons in the sky aren't exactly logical, but consistent <laughs> to the world that you have created. So I, and that, that's one thing I look at. Look at consistency and also to like did like if there's a twist, like how we talk about TRDs. If there's a TRD, did I actually establish that TRD in the way that that feels authentic or does it feel cheap? And like, I just did, I was trying to write my way out of a difficult scenario, which when you're doing your first draft, totally do that. If you get stuck, just write your way out of it. But you just know when it's time to edit, you're going to have to reckon with that and decide like, okay, do I keep this or how do I fix it? And so, um, what else do I look at in terms of plot? Also to the ending, does the ending land? Does it feel? Does it? Does the reader feel fulfilled? And not necessarily that every single plot thread has to be resolved because I don't. I don't think most books do that. But does it feel satisfactory? Do you walk away having some kind of catharsis from it? So um, I think that's what I would. That, those are kind of the big things I look at when talking about plot. Okay, so. You also mentioned character. So when you look at character, what are some of the things you're looking for in character? I'm taking notes. So me, I know, <laughs> I know for me, my first drafts, I insert too many characters. I look at like, okay, who can I chop? What characters actually work to get better? Can I merge together and actually work better as like, like a, I don't know, like a combo character, <laughs> like fusing them together. Like uh, some, cause sometimes like I like, I like big cast and I like big stories. That, I mean, it's why I like fantasy. Um, one of my uh, writing friends, uh, Devon Sanders, he's the uh, editor for fire. 
he he made a joke one time. He was like, "Yeah, Brent's story start off at Infinity War and expand from there," and and, <laughs> and that's something that's that's my own personal weakness. Like I like big sprawling stories, but you have to work your way up to those. So one thing I know personally from my own writing is like I have to chop characters. I have to say, okay, is this person actually necessary? Is this person actually needed? Like and going through, and also too, what I'll do is I will kind of map out each character's journey. Like in like little bullet points. Like, okay, this person did this, 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 this. And then kind of like figure out, okay, did they change throughout the story? Should they have changed? And if if not, why? And if yes, why? Like try to basically figure out like what I'm wanting the reader to get out of each of these characters. And I personally think it's stronger when you can have more characters who do have, who are changed by the end of the story in some way. So that that's kind of what I look for in terms of characters too. And also too, I mean, I, I think about, um, I, this is one thing I've actually done recently and I picked it up from Brit. She's one of the um, editors at Orbit. She kind of did this th- thread on Twitter and I thought it was really interesting. And she was saying something about like, look at, your side characters, the unnamed characters, the minor characters, how many of them do you default to men? How many of them are women? And actually going through and looking at, okay, I have these nameless side characters. Like, how can I use them to show a more inclusive world? And so it was one thing she mentioned and it kind of like, it really resonated with me. So it's something that I do now. Like I look at like the ratios of like the unnamed characters and see how, like how those numbers play out, I guess. Okay. And then you also mentioned world building. When is world building something you look at the very end? And if so, why? So I, I look at it. At can the I, very can, end. Sorry, can oh, I add yeah, something ahead, to that real quick? Um, yeah. On, on the world bending question, um, I guess Will Will's question, and then adding this: How much world building do you do up front, and then have to edit around or recreate at the end? Okay, so it it it, it varies from project to project, but in general. I do a shit ton of world building. Like I like to, before I even draft, I like to feel like I have a really strong grasp on like what the world is and like how it works and, you know, it's various components. Now I've tried to pull back a little bit on it recently because I think what was happening in some of the, um, the earlier trunked novels that I have is that, I was doing so much world building that I was married to it to a point where it got in the way of telling the story. So, um, God, I'm loathe to bring him up because it kind of came out. He was kind of a dick, but he said something really good about world building. Um, Paul Kruger, uh, the guy who wrote Steel Crow Saga came out, was a total asshole, but, um, he said something about like, it's okay in the process of writing the story to just, throw some element of world building out the window if if it works and it's cooler and it's more fun and i kind of like take that to heart but when i um when i edit for world building what i'm looking for is 
is that detail needed or is it just like a, a quick little am am I am I doing a Robert Jordan? See, and I, I personally don't care for how Robert Jordan would do these things where he's and some people love it, but he would spend a page talking about the spoon or like a history of like this fabric or something. I don't want to do that. So I'm looking for those places in the in the book where I'm like, okay, is it really organic for the characters to be talking about this? Like a regular conversation. I'm not going to talk with someone about, oh, do we know the origin of the snapback? Let's talk about this. Like, you know, that it's just, it's something that you do. You just put the hat on. You don't think about all the things that go into it. So I'm looking for those places where I'm like, is that an actual detail that someone would really discuss in this world? Or am I just trying to explain something to the reader in a, in an inauthentic way? So that's kind of what I think about when I'm doing like the world building editing, thinking about I'm, I'm trying to take away those take away or reassess how I'm presenting details that don't really feel like they're needed for the reader to grasp. It's OK to know more than you actually put on the page. Like yeah. and, that, and, and I think that's because it's exciting. You're building this world. You're building all these cool things and you want to tell the reader all about them, but they don't necessarily need to know all about them. So I think after the when you're going through that first draft, look for those spaces where you were just excited to talk about this thing you came up with and figure out, should I really actually be telling someone this? I have a question. So when I, I see this a lot and and I think it's even come up in our discord um, when people are doing ed, uh, going back to edit something, especially if it's a bigger piece, uh, I, I guess I kind of have two questions. Do you have advice for folks that feel overwhelmed when it goes, when it comes down to this? And do you have any like tips and tricks on how to kind of chunk it, you know, to where it doesn't feel like, Oh, I wrote, you know, I wrote a hundred thousand words and now I have to read all of this and change things. And, and how do I do it? And, and one of the things when back in the day too, um, when talking to my students about when they revise things, you know, um, or go back to revise and edit things, it's not just, you know, spell check. It's you have to rewrite sentences. You have to move things around. You have to, you know, like you said earlier, take characters out. So is there, are there ways to approach this to where people don't just start freaking out and just trunk the novel and start something new? <laughs> yes. Um, my biggest advice is one create like I kind of say create that distance from the work because I think if you don't create the distance and you just jump in right after you finish drafting it you're going to understandably you have a lot of emotions you're invested in it you're you're it's your baby like it's something you've spent time with every day for however long it took you to write the hundred thousand words so you want to create that distance where you can kind of like Kind of like approach it with not necessarily coldness, but you want to be able to approach it with um, a bit less attachment. So that would be my first bit of advice. Really, if you if you're able to, I know it's not always an option, but if you're able to create that distance. Um, also, a to do list. I do it every time. I I will not write. I will not touch any kind of editing until I create my to-do list. So I'll go through. I'll write my notes and do my questions and ask myself things, then break them out, you know, into those various categories. But then after that, 
I do a to-do list and I will number out like, okay, I'm going to go through the story and only address these issues first, then these issues, then these issues. And you, cause, cause it's very easy to get overwhelmed if you're trying to hold in your head, like, oh, I'm editing for this world building piece. I'm editing for this character thing. I'm editing this bit of dialogue. Oh, I need to change the wording of this sentence. It's too much. You will, yeah. you will drive yourself crazy. So what I do is a to-do list. I'll do first thing. I'm going to look at structure. I don't care while I'm reading if I know this words are misspelled or if I know this um, character names are off or anything like that. I'm just strictly structured. Then after that, I'll do plot, reading strictly for plot. Now, this is going to require you to reread your story a bunch, but the beauty in that is that you're going to get sick of your story and it's going to be good that you get sick of it because by being sick of it, you can be objective about it. Because once you're tired of it and it's like, oh, this shit again, like you can be more, you can be more cutthroat in your editing. And, and, I, and I know that's weird to tell you to tell, to be detached from your baby, but that's, that's really what you want to do to, I think, edit it effectively. Because when it gets into the hands of, you know, that pro editor, once you sell that book, they're going to have, they're going to love the book because they wouldn't have bought it otherwise, but they're going to have that same level of objectivity. So you have to find a way to create that for yourself. Well, and I imagine that you would also, the more you read it and stuff, you'll find the spots that if you're tired of it or you're bored by certain parts, that means someone who's reading it might feel that way too. And that's, and that's what you're saying is about being cutthroat, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there'll be parts where, There'll be parts where I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is working. I, and, and, you know, I, Neil Gaiman, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he said something along the lines of like, when a reader tells you that something isn't working, they're usually right. But when they try to give you a solution, they're usually wrong. So what, I'm, what I think he was saying is like, trust your instinct when you're reading it and you know something feels off. There's probably a reason that feels off and you and and wrangle with it. But again, I do it in steps. Like if I'm reading it for structure and I come across something that feels wrong plot wise, I don't think about it. It's only structure. Gotta move on. And um I think by compartmentalizing that, like it makes it a lot easier to grapple with. Nick, you're gonna ask a question. Yeah, no, Brent, I actually love what you said um, about how each pass you're focusing on something different, uh, which is, and I don't remember the original author who told this person, who told this person and how it got to me, um, but they do something that when they write, they do layers. Their first draft is always their base layer. After that, they're going in and improving one thing at a time, plot, characters, side characters, subplots, things like that. And so it kind of reminded me of that. And kind of brought another question to me that you can compartmentalize that where I think that's a skill set of its own because I don't think I can do that. Um, (laughs) I'm ADHD and I'm I everything all at once. Let's go. Um, For those that edit page by page, what do you what's your recommendation for them to get through it because uh, this came up in a writer's group i am 
I'm in and it's like, I got 10 pages to edit. The first three pages are done in a day. The next three pages take about two, three weeks. And then the last three or four pages are about like six months, right? How do you keep working yourself through page by page by page with your edits? Do you think it's better to just do plot, just do characters? Or do you think there's a, a viable way to like make editing interesting, I guess, um, throughout that process, chapter by chapter? Yeah, um, I think there is. So it, it, this this will still in a way be like what I'm saying, but it'll be different. So color code. So before you even start like the editing, come up with color codes for each thing. So like blue for something that's world building, orange for character or green for plot. And you go through page by page, read it. And what you notice on each one color coded. So read through it first, but do all your color coding. So in that way, your each page, you are doing everything all at once, but you're not trying to fix it all at once. You're identi- identify it all at once, go page by page. And then when you come back, you can start page by page tackling it, but you'll know what each one is. So you won't forget like, oh, why, why did that thing bother me? Like what kind of issue was it? Oh, it's a character issue because it's already highlighted. So you could you could go in page by page after that. So like first, like I said, set up your color coding for each issue. Go through it page by page. Use all your color coding and then come back around again. And then you could fix it page by page and you'll have identified. You have identified everything you wanted to tackle. Now, the the drawback to that, though, is like. If it's a bigger structural issue, you may have to you may have to kind of accept that some of your color coding on f- future pages may have to be chucked out the window because you have to do a big structural change. But I, I'm always an advocate of like do whatever you need to do to get you through it. And even if it makes a little more work for you later, because a little more work for you later and still getting it finished is better than never finishing it at all. So that. That would be my advice if you're one of those kind of people who can't necessarily compartmentalize it page by like element by element. So, Brent, my question is then, like, how did you actually um, get better at editing? I got better. One, by um, actively like looking for the ways that other people talk about editing um, so, for instance, um, I was telling Will before <clears throat> before we started recording that I actually keep a document. It's an ever-growing document where if I see anything writing-related that I think is interesting or, like, helpful or kind of eye-opening for me, I keep it all in one document. So, I have, like, and I segment it out. So, I have stuff about editing, um, stuff about drafting, plotting, etc. So, I keep that because... The thing is, is like, no matter how much I write, I'm never going to remember all of the various tricks and tips and skills that people have passed my way. Some stuff sticks, some stuff I have to remind myself of. So I just keep a document of that information. And it, it's, it's, it's been extremely helpful. Um, also, too, <laughs> uh, this, this is going to be a, a tongue in cheek answer, but uh, just keep writing. I mean, that's that's honestly one of the best ways to edit, because it's like if the more you write and the more you go in to edit your own stories, the more you're going to start to see the things that you 
your think your crutches, the things that you kind of always do, and um, the things that you know that 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 are your strengths too. You'll see your strengths. You'll see those things that you can stand to work on, and um, yeah, like I like I learned through by just writing over and over again, like world building to strength in my first draft, but adding too many characters is definitely a weakness. So it's like, it's just, it's one of those things also to read. You have to read other people's work and, and give them feedback on their work. And this is why I also uh, like, I encourage people if they, if they have a chance to be a slush reader, be a slush reader, because by being a slush reader and just like reading story after story after story, you start to intuitively pick up on like what makes stories work and like what's a good opening or like why did this character arc not work? So just like reading and um, beta reading then giving people feedback on their stories and like just seeing how other people craft words will help you, you know, understand your writing better and you'll be able to self edit better too. And that's been my, I, I think that's more than anything. That's been my biggest thing. Like just write, keep writing and keep reading. I mean, that's really the simplest answer. So do you go about how you edit differently than when you're professional, like you're professionally editing someone else? Absolutely. And the reason I do it differently is because what I need isn't necessarily what every writer needs. And when I'm reading someone else's story and trying to edit with them, I very much want to establish, like, I, I what I always try to do is I try to tell them, okay, I read your story and this is what I think you're trying to do. Tell me if I'm wrong or where I'm off base and let's try to meet in the middle. Like, I've, I at least... When I'm working with someone else in their story, I very much want to try to, I want to guide. I don't want to command. <laughs> I want to kind of like see like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. These are things that I'm seeing and give me your feedback. Like, how do you feel about it? it they, and I, you know, I always tell like them, I'm like, take what you need and throw the rest out. Like, you know, because, um, End of the day, it's your story. It's your name. It, they're, they're not gonna look at me. They, they, it's your. It's your piece. So I need you to feel as happy and comfortable with what's going out there as, as possible. So I always try to like. I think when I'm editing myself, I already kind of like. I have I have the idea of what I wanted to do, and. I'm just trying to figure out how to better convey it. Whereas with I'm working with another person, I'm trying to get them to understand what they were trying to convey and how to better get them there. So it's like, yeah, one's very, I think the self-editing is very much internal, whereas the, which I think that's why I like editing other people's work too, because I feel like I get to learn what, um, how other writers are approaching their stories and like what the, what the process is for it. It's very much like a, for me, it's very much a symbiosis thing. I'm as much learning from the writer as they are from me. Awesome. So my next thing is I was thinking is why don't all of us talk about our own editing process and let's talk about problems maybe that you're having. And then all of us are 
mainly Brent, can tell us like, oh, let's do this or whatever. So Marshall, do you want to start? Yeah, because that's actually, that'll lean into kind of what I was going to throw at Brent anyway. Um, One of the things that I know I do sometimes, I'm getting better at it. Um, And I know a lot of writers uh, or early writers do this, but for example, when I go back to my current work in progress, which I haven't touched in a couple of months because I've, it's life's been crazy. When I go back, I guarantee I will read, you know, at least the last few sections of what I last wrote. Right. I have a bad habit of starting to change things as I'm doing that. And I know this hint, this is a hindrance. Obviously this is something that I run up against. It's like, okay, well, I don't like this. I'm already going to change. So I'm just going to change it right now. Is that something, I mean, and I'll do it sometimes. And other times I'm like, I'll just put them, I'll put a little note or something. Cause I work all digital anyway. I can just put a little note and then I, and I, and I move on. But, um, I know some people really get caught up on in that. Um, they'll write something Monday and then on Tuesday, they'll come back, reread it, rewrite parts of it and try to move forward. But that, that it becomes a bit of a slog. I don't know if there's a question in that, but I just, I'm wondering if you've encountered that or if you've pushed past that, or if you have advice for like folks who, who run up against this. Yeah. So, um, what I would say is it's probably best to not try to completely avoid that. If that is something, cause what you don't want to have happen is like, you try to push past not doing that and you end up just fixating on it the whole time you're writing that day. So what I would say is like moderation, fix, fix, fix the last paragraph or fix the, you know, fix a couple of sentences. Mm. If that's going to be what it takes to kind of like get you to calm down a bit and press for it. Like, um, I, cause yeah, cause I would say trying to cold Turkey, not do that when it's been a habit for a very long time, it, it, is going to make you fixate and you're not mm-hmm. going to do your best drafting. So I would say do a little bit, but also what I would say too is that when you're drafting, if you want to avoid that, end at a point where you already know what's going to happen next. Don't stop when you when you are ran out of story or whatever. Like if you if you like say for instance, I'm writing a story about a robbing the Thomas robbing the bank, blah blah blah. I know that they're about to pull out their AKs and go into the bank. I'm going to stop right at the moment they're about to pull out the AKs, even though I know that's what they're about to do. So that when I come back the next day, mentally, I'm able to jump right back in because I know what was going. Well, I already know immediately what's going to happen next, so I don't have to do a bunch of rereading to catch myself up. So, and I think because I think sometimes the the advice we're given as writers is like you just write, write, write until like you either got to stop or you don't know like where the story is going next. But sometimes it's a good idea to stop when you already have a very clear idea of where the story is going next, because you can just jump right back in the next day. Yeah. I've also heard, you know, some, some writers say they stop in the middle of a sentence that they know how it's going to end. And, you know, for a similar reason, um, but as far as my process to go back with what Will was saying, as far as my process goes, what's helped me in myself and my editing, when I go back, especially if it's a short story or something smaller is because I work digitally and I can't write things down and have it make any sense. I don't have journals. I can't do post-it notes. I can't do any of that stuff. Um, so, you know, 
most people know I, I do I use Scrivener, but what I do is I make a copy of it. And so, because for the longest time I was working in like Microsoft Word and I wasn't really, this is a long time ago, I wasn't really saving an, and making a new document. You know what I mean? And so what I'm doing now is I'm just labeling it draft one, draft two, as I've, however long that goes. So the original is there and then I can do whatever I want to this draft as I read it. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been doing to save my sanity because otherwise I'm going to get caught up in what I was saying earlier. And I, and that's, and that's really what I'm trying to avoid. I want to try to move forward with editing and not get bogged down in the little tiny things. So is that, is that what we're supposed to be doing here? Will? am I doing it right? Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Um, okay. Nick, talk to me about your editing process. I don't. You don't edit? <laughs> I don't right now. <laughs> All right, let me let me <laughs> Oh man. Oh, we need to post our videos. Um so yeah, that was a good right. moment. I'll, I'll I'll grab that one. I'll grab that one. <laughs> I I actually haven't edited anything in like six months, seven months. I hit a point of I mean man, like it, it's crazy, 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 crazy think where I was two years ago when we started this to where I am now. Um, so my writing has definitely leveled up. Um, I'll say that. However, my editing skills haven't leveled up, haven't caught up um, to where I feel like my writing is. So I was actually struggling with finding problems in my stories, with finding my major plot holes. Like I wasn't seeing it in a lot of my short fiction that I was writing. Um, however, my novel I wrote, I was able to see a lot of it quite clearly. Um, so I kind of hit a point of frustration of knowing I'm not at a point where I can actually edit my own stuff and be okay with it. I need to level up my editing skills. Therefore, I need to edit up, level up my reading skills. Um, so I kind of just stopped editing. I just do first drafts right now of everything. I haven't written any short fiction um, I mean, it, it, you guys should be aware by now of my struggles over the last six months of writing. And I'm so I'm just now getting back into the swing of things and writing like 500 words a week right now. It's great. Um, feel accomplished at the moment again. But yeah, I my editing process, what I'd like to do and what I want to start practicing is the layer technique or the, the way Brent does it. Work on plot, work on character. Um, things like that. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question well to satisfaction. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I think, does anyone have anything else they want to add? Questions, comments? Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to read books about editing. Well, you got to tell the show process, Will. Yeah, that, that too, Yeah, Will. that's what that's that's what I was waiting for. Oh, my process? Um, I'm not sure I have a process yet. I think I reread what I write and I don't like it. And then I put it down and then I reread it again and don't like it. <laughs> then I put it down. Um, and then I know, I know when things aren't working, I just usually have to put it down and figure out in my head what isn't working and what don't I like about it. Um, I still struggle with editing. This is why I wanted to do this episode because it's something I feel like I'm not good at. Um, but also I just want everyone to know that this is just where I am today in my head, not being able to look at myself objectively. Um, I 
struggle with editing. I usually have to have other people read it and be like, I'm sorry, this is a mess, but tell me what's wrong with it. And then I wind up, they also tell me what's right with it. Cause usually I can't even see that. I can so attest to that. <laughs> I mean, I think this is one of those moments too, where half the group, like I have a half-assed editing technique. Brent has a full on, full on technique tried and true done multiple times and will's in a different place and and nick's in a different place i think this is one of those moments as you know we were talking about in our last episode when we're kind of putting ourselves out there you know we have our discord channel we have places where people can talk and we have and like you said will if you can't see it and nick said this too you know you read it you can't see the flaws in it give it to someone else right? This is why we have beta readers. This is why we have our community. And this is why we, this is why we we're all sitting here talking together too, is to learn how to do this while we're in writing groups and all that kind of stuff too. Right. So, um, I think Brent gave some amazing advice this episode, but at the same time, every single person's technique is going to be different. And so we have the discord channel. I don't know, throw in there, folks listening um what your editing techniques are help us out i mean some of us some of us are still struggling with this you know what i mean like like i said i just i just make a new copy so i feel like i can change it and then just change it as i go like i don't have i'm not as organized as brent but also i probably spend too much time world building as well so i mean there are a lot of things that we we uh can get better at and this is when we need to lean on our on our community for sure so any other thoughts? So, well, it's good that you brought that up because that is one thing I was thinking about. Like beta readers are so key in like getting better at editing, but you also have to be very like precise in how you use them. So one thing I would like offer as advice is be very specific in the questions that you ask your beta reader. Don't ask them like what worked and what didn't work. Ask them, where'd you get bored? Like, can you tell me exactly when you got bored in the story? Or like, did the opening sentence work for you? Or um, which character did re- which character resonated with you and why? Like, be like, I, and and I think, I think being specific like that helps you, but it also helps the beta reader figure out. Okay, I know what they're really looking for from me, so let me make sure I'm focusing on these things while I'm reading it. So like, it. it yeah, I would just I keep like a little standard list of like ten questions. I'll like send it to my beta readers and and um I can't remember all the questions off the top of my head, but like one of them is like, uh, where um where do you feel like the the um climax happened? Or like where do because if they thought the climax was a different place than I actually did, then that's a problem. Um, so, you know, just like being real specific with the questions you ask your beta readers, I think will go a long way in, um, helping you identify like the strengths and weaknesses in your story. And, uh, there was something else I was going to say. So, um, I guess for me, like, because Marshall's point is very true. Everyone has different techniques. So don't be afraid to experiment with techniques because what, the only way I've gotten to like where I'm at is by experimenting and I still experiment. Like I don't, I don't think like there's ever, um, 
I don't think as a writer or as an editor, there's always room for growth. There's always room to learn. There's always room to try new things. And um, yeah, like different techniques. Like there's, there's just so many different techniques out there. And don't be afraid to switch between them and use different ones for different projects to see if it works for you. It may it may or may not, but um, I guarantee you'll learn something from it regardless. So. And this has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. You can find us at justkeepwriting.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Feel free to reach out to any of us on our social medias, and please jump in our Just Keep Writing Discord channel. Links to all of that is in the show notes. Lastly, please support our show by going to patreon.com slash justkeepwriting. We offer daily writing prompts, early access to podcast episodes, and much more. Thanks for listening, and just keep writing.